Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. It is Henry and I talking about PGA Championship, the first major of the season for both uh, women and men. This week, we are going to do a pick em where we're going to pick five players. And the criteria is going to be two inside the top 10, one inside the top 30, one inside the top 50, and then one from 51 on. So if I'm thinking Henry's going to be ballsy and he's going to pick Sean Warren since represent uh, Maine golf here. But uh, we're going to talk about PGA Championship and kind of get you guys excited about it. I know it's tomorrow. Let's uh, let's get right into it, Henry. Uh, what are you excited about with uh, TPC Harding Park? Well, I mean, it looks like an awesome track. And, I mean, they're the President's Cup there. And I actually saw some highlights of Tiger and John Daly back in the day, 2005. That looked like a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool duel at the end. I'm going into a playoff. So, course seems to bring out the best players. Honestly, you look at the the champions from there. I mean, Rory winning the match play as well there. Um, so, it, it uh, from watching Golf Channel, it sounds like the the long hitter uh, may have an advantage with the rough being up and um, you know, the course playing long with the cool temperatures and the, the coastal fog there that you get. So um, I expect someone that's, you know, carrying the ball at least 295, 300 to be at the top of the leaderboard come Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, if you look at it, it you might just see 7,200 yards and think, oh, man, these guys are going to just tear that place apart. But at the same time, it's a par 70, so – you really got to make sure you keep the ball in play. I know Tiger was talking about keeping it in play and that's going to be the big concern for Tiger is if he can keep in play, he, uh, he might have a chance to win uh major number 16 and start uh, his ascent above uh, the PGA tour wins total. So, you know, there's a lot of storylines. You got Tiger trying to go for 16, trying you're looking at Brooks Kepka trying to go for the three beat. You know, Rory McIlroy, can he jump back up there? Justin Thomas is the new world number one. John Ron, can he overtake again? I mean, that was probably the, one of the shortest stretches of <laughs> world number one history. That's, um, that's pretty funny. It was a six days. <laughs> it was it was very short, and I mean, granted, we, you know, you got you had three M in between, so technically nobody played, oh, so okay, nobody had a chance yeah, to get yeah. world number one, but. Um, yeah, first first defense of world number one, and he loses it. Uh, it there's there's a lot of good storylines. Jordan Speed, oh, yeah, going Jordan for Speed. going going for uh, the career Grand Slam. There's there's a lot going on, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I I, I think the 
you, you know, you got so many great storylines coming to this event. You got a lot of guys playing really well, or at least they've had their weeks, right? It seems like the top players have all kind of had their week. Um, but then they, you know, whether it's Dustin Johnson at Travelers and then he fell off, he kind of had a, apparently like a back element there. Um, you know, you have Justin Thomas just winning. You have, uh, you know, even like Jason Day, who's been playing pretty well of late. Um, Shane Lowry was top six at the last, uh, at last week's WGC. I mean, he, he just, he's the last major winner at the open. So it's hard to rule a guy like that out. So you got so many good, uh, good players coming in that are, you know, starting to show their form or at least have shown some form um, earlier this season. And obviously like a guy like Bryson DeChambeau, I mean, there's another guy and number one longest hitter on tour. So who knows? It's crazy that you mentioned Shane Lowry. I mean, that's kind of unheard of to think that the last major winner was Shane (laughs) Lowry who won it back in July 18th, to 21st I mean that was played back over a year ago so we have yet to see a major in over a year on the uh, the men's store so really you know exciting things I I'm excited I think it's good to see finally some major golf being played now will the fans or lack of fans I guess play a key role in the fact that these guys you know it's a major but it's not won't feel like a major with no fans. So you, you look at somebody like Tiger who they, he can play off the crowd. You got, if he's in that final group, you know, you got fans trying to rush up to the next hole to get another glimpse of Tiger Woods. He's not going to have that anymore. He can't do his normal. Okay. I'm going to put out first and get these fans kind of moving. And so, mm-hmm. You know, we've seen it already, no fans, but I, I think the majors are going to be a little bit different. It's going to be, it's not going to feel as major as it would be. I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be an eerie feeling, just like you have the coastal fog. I mean, it's just going to be an odd week without the fans there. But I think the players have adapted pretty well already, having, I think they've played, what, eight, nine events now. And most of the players in the field have, have already played in a PGA tour event by now. So I think they're, they're kind of used to it, but certainly it's going to have a different feeling come Saturday and Sunday without the fans. And, um, but they know the stakes, they know there's some pressure there. I mean, it's a major championship, so um, they're going to be fired up for it. All right. So let's dive into it then. Let's do our pick them. We got five picks again, two inside the world top 10. One from 11 to 30, one from 31 to 50, and one from 51 on. Let's go, uh, let's do a little draft order. Yeah. You pick, I pick, and I think, uh, I think we even have a special guest picker oh, boy. Uh, in your, uh, your player there, Dana Finkelstein. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, start with, uh, let's start with number five on our list. How about that? We go, we go to 51 first. Yeah, let's let's start from the bottom up. All right, I like it. All right, who who do you have at number five? All right, so I'm going with uh, the career grand grand you know career grand slam. Let's go, uh, Jordan Spieth. He's kind of been 
progressing in the right direction. We've, we've talked about him a lot, but the last couple of weeks he's put together some pretty solid rounds. His final rounds, final weekend rounds have been solid. So I don't know. I just, I think everybody's kind of writing Jordan Spieth off this week. And I think it's kind of taking the pressure of him searching for that career grand slam. So I think he's going to be able to play a little more freely and less spotlight. And I think he's going to play really well. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a pick I considered. I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he got up in the, uh, you know, top 10 come Sunday, but I didn't pick him. I just didn't think he was showing enough form, but he certainly uh, has a potential. There's no doubt his putter is still hot, so he can drive it a little, uh, keep it from going crooked, then who knows for sure. Um, I'm going to go with Scotty Scheffler. Maybe some people don't know his name on this podcast, but he has had a really solid, I think it's his rookie season or maybe his second season on tour now. Uh, came out of the University of Texas, solid uh, college career, really good amateur career. And uh, he's number 12 in driving distance. And I just think he's had some good showings here this, at the beginning of the season. He hits it long. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's one of those major championship tracks. And he's played well in some of the bigger events. So we got two Longhorns outside the, uh, the top go. 50. That's you know, I, 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 I liked Scheffler. I mean, I've, I've picked him a couple times in uh, Daily Fantasy. I think he's, uh, like you said, he's a rookie. So I, I really like his what he's done so far. He's definitely uh, jumped up quickly. And, you know, there there were some pretty big names outside the World Top 50 that you could have looked at. You had Bubba Watson. You had Snedeker, Matt Wolf, you know, Ian Poulter, guys that – have been playing pretty well lately. So I like your pick. I think that's a uh, very dark horse pick and I kind of like how uh, this course sets up for him. I was going to pick Sean Warren, but it, it, it honestly was Sean Barrett who took Indiana and I down at Waterville. So, <laughs> I mean, Barrett threw down like five birdies on us. Yeah, I heard it was, uh, it was the Sean Barrett show, not the uh, Sean Warren show. And, Maybe Sean's just saving them all for the uh, the PGA Championship. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If Sean Barrett was there, he'd definitely be my, my dark horse. Um, so for my number four pick from 31 to 50 in the World Golf Rankings, I'm going with Jason Day. Uh, you got a long driver there. I mean, it's kind of surprising to see him at 42 in the World Golf Rankings, but Anyways, long driver, he's had uh, his last few showings have been really solid. He parted ways with uh, longtime coach Colin Swatton, which was a little surprised to hear, but, um, you know, doesn't seem to uh, have had an effect on his play. So, and as far as putting goes, he's still one of the best putters out there. And if he can keep it in play and hits as long as he does, um, I think he's uh he's a good pick. He's had a really good history in the PGA Championship as well. You know, he's 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 won one already, so yeah, I I was really torn with that. I I had Jason Day as a alternate for my my picks here. I mean, he's played really well lately. Um you know, I had uh I was kind of torn between Victor Hovland and Phil Mickelson. 
I mean, come on. You you can't yep. not bet against the shades right now. He's got the sunglasses. He's got the look of a guy that just, I don't know, just doesn't care. And he's just going to go out and just hit bombs. <laughs> you know, big, high, straight draw bombs. Well, and he's a Cali boy too. So he's played well in that area. That's for sure. He has. But, you know, I, I got to go with the hot hand here. I know Phil put up a good performance last week. But Victor Hovland, I mean, the guy has made every single cut since the PGA restart. He's been consistent. He's he played well at the uh, pretty much all all season long. So I'm I'm going Victor Hovland. I like I like the young kid. He played well at Pebble back in the U.S. Open uh, last year, and I think he's going to uh, kind of continue that trend. It's a very similar kind of setup, a little bit, a uh, little bit demanding on keeping in play, and he's got the attitude that's going to get there. So I'm going Victor Hovland. I like it. All right, so now we're moving on. You know, this is kind of one of my picks that I kind of struggled with. I mean, you have Tiger Woods, you have Daniel Berger, Gary Woodland. I mean, I could pretty much name off the whole list, but. I got to go with the hot hand again, another young, young pick. And I mean, if I had his iron game, I'd probably be right where he is because <laughs> he's incredible. I, I don't think there's a better iron player in the game right now. I mean, he's pretty much like tiger back in the day, but I'm going Colin Morikawa. Love it. Yeah. That's a good pick. Yeah. I mean, 11 to 30 is ridiculous. You got Xander Shoffley, you got Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Justin Rose, Tony Finau, Matthew Fitzpatrick, who just finished runner-up, Mark Leishman, Gary Woodland, Kucher, Abraham Answer, Louis Oosthuizen. I mean, it's like that's a that's a toss-up, but I don't know, man. Been watching golf since I was about five, six years old, and there's been one guy I've loved to watch the most, and that's the big cat. I'm going with Tiger this week. I think uh, he's got this new putter in the bag. It's a little bit longer, alleviates the back pain, apparently. Who knows? But um, everything I've heard says he's hitting it pretty well, and hopefully if it's not too cold there, um, I think he'll uh, activate the glutes, and I think he'll bring on the speed. And I think he will be there Sunday, fans or no fans, fist pumping it in for the win. I mean, you, you, it's it's really hard to pick against the uh, the the red shirt on Sunday. I I hope uh, I hope I'm wrong in my pick on this one because I would <laughs> love to see uh, the big cat win. But I mean, like you're right. I mean, you're right. Uh, granted, we're about to pick top ten, and that's even harder. But yeah, I mean, there is some massive names right here in this oh yeah 11 to 20, 10 to 20 or 11 to 20 you know i shoffley has played well lately he's played great in the majors you know it's one of those things like you know we kept saying with the ricky you know, well you know if he keeps knocking on the door eventually he's gonna you know get in but shoffley's got that extra gear like ricky's always kind of struggled on one round and for some reason, Xander likes to play well at the end, and I don't know. I I was there was a lot of good picks here. It took me a long time to pick mine, but 
I think uh, I think you and I have some uh, pretty solid picks there. All right, so for my number two pick, uh, you know, you got two picks here in the top ten. I'm gonna just read off one of them first. Uh, I gotta go with Brooks Kepka. Um, I did hear he changed drivers this week. I just looked it up. He looks like he's going back to his M6. Didn't look like the sim. So uh, if it is the driver that he was so successful with before, um, switching back, you know, he was playing with a Maverick for a while there. Um, a little surprised he's making a change the week of the PGA, but if he felt if he felt like that other driver wasn't working for him, I mean, why not, right? And he's still uh, – I mean, he still competed last week really well down to the stretch. So it's just hard to bet against that guy, especially in a PGA, something like that. I mean, he's just so solid. Can you really bet against a guy that <laughs> performs during majors? Yeah. I, it's, you know, I've questioned him a couple weeks now in a row, but it, I think this – these tournaments set up so well for him. And I, I really like your pick there. You know, I like, I like a guy that's played well in California in majors. You have a guy that has won a U.S. Open in California. And he finished 12th in the U.S. Open last year. I, and I have a little insider knowledge I've uh, I've hit, I've uh, asked Paul Desori what's going on, and uh, <laughs> he's feeling pretty good about his guy. And it, when I hear that from his caddy, I I like it. So I'm I'm going Webb Simpson. I can't I can't go against Weber. He's somehow actually he still has a chance to get world number one with a win this week. So how awesome would that be? Win yeah. a PGA Championship in California and overtake world number one so i'm going webb simpson with my uh my first of my two top tens great pick let's uh let's be honest i the other one was uh was a tough choice but i'm going jt i i don't like jt because he's an alabama guy that's probably the only thing i don't like about jt's golf game or jt in general is that he's a Bama guy and, you know, as a Tennessee uh, Tennessee fan growing up in Tennessee, I, I can't, I can't stand it, but I still got to pick JT. I mean, he's played really well over the last, last couple of weeks. He's put himself in position. I mean, the playoff with, with uh, Mark was incredible and he won last week. He's world number one. I think he can handle the pressure of world number one. He's got the attitude for it, and I think uh, we're going to see JT up there on the leaderboard uh, this week. So it, it's funny. A um, couple weeks back, the the player I'll be picking to uh, hoist the Wanamaker outside of Tiger. I really hope he wins. But the this guy said that him and Justin Thomas are probably the two hardest working players on tour. Um, and that is a one Rory McElroy. Um, he's been pretty quiet since the return. Prior to that, he was in a, a really good form. But I just, everything I'm hearing says long course, playing long, cool conditions. Uh, 
you know, it's probably going to be kind of soft conditions with, you know, being on the coast there and you get the, uh, the thick rough and I don't know, it just seems like a Rory McIlroy type of setup to me. Uh, he's still probably the best driver on tour and I don't know. I just think, uh, he's coming in under the radar. I think it's his week. You're not picking uh fire and Steve <laughs> I was thinking about it for a while and who knows the guy might just hit 400 yard bombs and just uh, obliterate that place. But I just, I don't think he's mentally quite there yet. Just like him and John Rahm. I just feel like they're, they're still a little too hot. They just need another year or so. I, I, I think, I think, uh, I think you're right. You know, I could see both those players really kind of make come Augusta come November. I think both of them are going to be right up top there. And I think these guys are both going to still be, you know, close to the leaderboard pretty much all week, but I, I just don't think they have what it needs to, uh, what they need to finish. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's just, I just feel like mentally they're both, I mean, what John Rahm did down the stretch at Memorial was pretty impressive to kind of hold it together there and have that that pitch in. And obviously, DeChambeau just kind of blowing away the field uh, in his win. But I, I just feel like major championships, there's just that one little extra gear you need to be um, mentally. And I feel like the Jordan Spees, the Brooks Kepkas, the Tiger Woods, those are the guys that are there on Sunday. And um, I just don't know if those two are quite there yet. All right. So we looked at, you know, we had to look at the world rankings to decide our picks. What was the biggest surprise for you as to whether they were high up on the world rankings or way down on the low rankings? You know, for me, Patrick Reed is world number eight. I mean, Grand, yes, he's played well over the last little bit. I mean, he won earlier in Mexico. But I was kind of surprised to see Patrick Reed that high up on the list. Mm. And your pick, Jason Day, I was shocked to see that he was 42nd in the world. I mean, granted, he was 45th last week, so he's moved up. But those were probably the two picks that I was kind of surprised to see so high and so low. Is uh is Patrick Reed's Masters win? Did that carry over? I'm curious if I know it's past two years, but because the Masters was postponed, I don't know if that plays into the world ranking uh, points. But uh, I guess for my surprise, I honestly I would say Jason Day, my pick at 42. I kind of thought he was a little higher up with um, uh, how he's been playing, uh, but. I think uh, it's only a matter of time before he's back inside the top 10 or 20 here. So, but yeah, those are, uh, those are solid picks, Zach, and we'll have to see how it pans out. It should be an exciting week. And, you know, I'm already watching Brandel Chambly here on the golf channel. I'm interested to see what people's thoughts are on him, our listeners. <laughs> All right. So Henry, before we, uh, before we leave, um, you know, it was your first first week inside the ropes. Let's uh, let's do a quick recap and hear what your thoughts were 
being a caddy. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, there was no Instagram, no TikTok, so you beat everybody that bet against you on there. Um, you know, what, what was it like? You, you know, do you think that you, uh, you helped your player, hurt your player? Should we get Although- both sides of the view here? <laughs> or, uh... No, you got – you know, it's funny. We got one clip of us on Golf Channel. It's about, I think I posted a story. It's not very long. They were uh, covering Louise, who had played with us on, uh, played with us on Friday and Saturday prior to the cut, and she was carrying her own bag because the LPGA, with the the startup, they're allowing the players to carry their own bag if they don't want to bring a caddy in to to start the season, with everything that's been going on. So. They were they were covering her, and then in the background, I'm walking with the umbrella while Tina's out in the rain walking by herself. Oh, it's funny, but uh, no, it went it went really well. You know, so we had a great first round. We were in the top ten, um, first round back at Inverness, which is an incredible golf course in Toledo, Ohio. I mean, it's it's one it's hosted many major championships and. Um, some people might remember it when Bob Tway holed out a bunker shot on the 18th hole, um, to beat out Greg Norman. It was just a, it's just a great golf course. And unfortunately it, we got a lot of rain there on Saturday. I mean, our whole round was just, it was pouring rain and windy and, um, you know, kind of got on the wrong side of the wave there, but, uh, grinded it out and, um, you know, had a pretty solid, uh, Sunday finish. We got to play with Lydia Co on Sunday. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but uh yeah we feel good about it feel good about going on the next few weeks here so we'll just have to see how it goes all right so speaking of your player there dana i know she's picked her picks let's uh let's hear what she's got for her picks okay okay let's, here let's, we go let's let's, let's 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 go outside main golf talk let's go to uh lpga golf talk here and get the uh the picks from uh somebody that yeah, knows yeah. inside ropes Okay, so here's here's who she's got. At number five, she's got Kurt Kitayama. Apparently she played with uh, or knew him in college, so and he's from the area, uh, from the San Francisco area. He's played a bunch of golf up there, so she's going with Kurt Kitayama. Uh, number four, Ryan Palmer, who's been in form of late, second place at the Memorial to John Rahm, and I think he's played well in a couple other events, so that's a pretty solid pick. I like that one. Gary Woodland, I mean, won the U.S. Open at Pebble not too far down the road. Um, you know, hasn't been in great form, but, uh, you know, he had a press conference today. He seemed like he's pretty excited to get back out there in a major championship. She's going with uh, JT, your boy, uh, and, and Brooks Kepka. So, I mean – Solid picks, but, you know, I'm pretty disappointed in you, too, not picking Tiger. That's all I got to say. You know, I, I got I to go against the grain there. I, I knew you were picking him, uh, so I, I, we had to go against him. <laughs> and we want, we want you to win that one. We're, I think we're both cheering for you on that one. So, you know, somebody had to do it. We're, we're glad it's you. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of Maine Golf Talk. We uh, appreciate you guys listening in, and we'll be back on soon. And if you're on uh, Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at Maine Golf Talk. And if you're on iTunes, 
any reviews or ratings, we sincerely appreciate. Thanks, guys. Thank you.